You are now turned into the dopest college radio station. UCM the beat. Keep it locked. U C M the beat. This is Voices of UCM, sponsored by Rise Community Services. Today, we sat down with UCM President Roger Best, and we talk about his tenure as president and his plans for the future of UCM. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Andrew Zoner, and today I have the honor to sit down here with our with UCM's very own president, Dr. Best. How are you doing today, Dr. Best? Great, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm, I appreciate being here. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, jump right into the, to some of the yeah. questions I've got. So how did you initially end up at uh, UCM? So I actually came to UCM back in 1995. I was in a PhD program at Florida State University and looking for a faculty position. Mm-hmm. And the, at the time, Central Missouri State University had a position available. And so I applied for it and was fortunate enough to get the position. Oh, okay. That's pretty simple. So it was just like the job was available and you decided to come on out? Yeah, it was. I, I will tell you that uh, one of the, uh, so grew up in South Georgia, Florida mm-hmm. State for my PhD. So I'd spent all my time in the Southeast. And mm-hmm. one of the faculty members who was on the search committee looked at my resume and pointed out to me that water does freeze in more than just a refrigerator in Missouri. So I've always <laughs> appreciated that. Uh, but it's it's been a great time here. So I've enjoyed my 28 plus years here at the university. I'm glad to hear it. Well, be sure to get into some more uh, some more details about that as we go throughout. So, um, what are some of the what are uh, some of the jobs that come with being the UCM president? Yeah, so it's a really fascinating job. I've been doing this for about five years now. I celebrated my fifth anniversary as president on November fifth uh, officially, so. uh, and. It, it turns out it's a fairly big job. Uh, there are quite guessed. a few things that we, we get a chance to do in these kinds of roles. Uh, I would characterize it as uh, probably in four broad categories. Uh, first and foremost, I'm the chief spokesperson and advocate for the University of Central Missouri. So okay. that is one of my primary responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second thing that I'm heavily involved in, I take the lead on setting our priorities, both short-term and mm-hmm. long-term for the university, as we look at the things we need to be working on to position us not just for success today, but for the long term hall. But to do that, I work closely with our governance groups, which involve students, faculty, and staff. Mm -hmm. I work closely with our uh, UCM Board of Governors, who's our governing body, Mm -hmm. but also uh, work with stakeholders, and those stakeholders being either elected officials or alumni, various supporters that we have. So those those are two of the primary responsibilities. Mm -hmm. A third component then, which is related to the second piece, is to ensure that we're making progress towards achievement of those priorities. So we'd say- Uh, what we call a strategic plan, strategic goals and objectives, priorities are identified from that. But we have to monitor to make sure we're moving towards those targets Mm -hmm. and achieving those goals. Uh, So that would be a third component. And the fourth component is all of that that we do requires resources. Mm. So our primary responsibility that I have is to ensure that the resources that we have as a university are sufficient, but also appropriately allocated to different areas so that we can achieve that mission. Now, those are kind of the broad categorization. If Mm -hmm. you talk to my grandkids, they will tell you that my job apparently is going to a lot of meetings because (laughs) that's what I'm usually telling them. Oh, I have to go to a meeting, so I can't do this. I'm Mm -hmm. off to a meeting. And in fact, as we kind of get close to the year end, we're doing a summary of, of the activities from the year. Oh, right. And just looking at that, so I can tell you that there were about 300 meetings, better than 300 meetings over the <laughs> last year, just here on campus that I was mm. part of. And uh, there are probably better than 150 events and activities that I came to and mm. participated in. 
and then we start looking at the off-campus stuff. Oh, uh, right. We had somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 off-campus meetings, events, mm-hmm. and activities that I participated in yeah. as well over the last year. So uh, maybe my grandkids are right. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> my job is to be in a bunch of meetings. I mean, like, to be fair, you list that's like four huge over-encompassing categories. So 300 meetings actually sounds pretty reasonable for the amount of things that you do, honestly. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm fortunate to have a great team. Uh, so we mm-hmm. have what I call the President's Council, which are my direct reports, and they each have mm-hmm. their own teams. And their responsibility is to lead their divisions. And so we do divide right. the university into different divisions. So I'm fortunate that I have great people that I get a chance to work with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And when I need to be away from campus to represent the university and participate in events and activities, those 200 or so meetings and events and activities off mm-hmm. campus over the last year, they step right in and, and fulfill the obligations here on campus. So I'm very, very blessed in that regard. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad that there's a good support team behind our president. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, me as well, right? So it's, mm-hmm. uh, we're not uh, successful individually and as a university sure. without a team effort. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can use the, the old proverbs and sayings, it takes a village, those kind of things, but it's, mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, none of us are successful without lots of help and support uh, right. as a group. And uh, it helps to be surrounded by great people, which is, mm-hmm. is the case here at the university. Yeah, for sure. I definitely noticed that in a lot of um, a lot of classes as well. Um, in gen, or just on in general on yeah, at the university, is yep. that like community is a very big aspect of it. Whether it is your classmates or your friends at like a club or something like that. It's a big part of it. And that's the first of our core values as a university. We have Mm -hmm. six core values and community is the first of those six. Mm -hmm. And we don't just say that. We we live that as faculty and staff. And uh, we are firm believers in student success. And so Mm -hmm. when you're in your classes or even outside of your classes, the support that you get is very intentional. We want to make sure that we're here to support you in whatever capacity we need to provide that support. Uh, Students, we have 12,788 students uh, at the university this fall, Mm -hmm. and that's 12,788 unique pathways to a degree that we try to make sure we support. And so we want to make sure that regardless of what you need as a student, uh, in order to be successful, that we're helping you uh, find that pathway and and providing that support that you need. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Great stuff. Um, what do you think is your favorite part about being UCM's president? Well, I've said people a lot, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out that really it's it's the people, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's students, faculty, staff, the people I get to work with closely on a daily basis, but also the external supporters and constituents we have, our right. alumni. Uh, we recently had several alumni events in other states, and what a joy it is to get together with our alumni and hear the the difference that this university made for them and Hmm. not only while they were students here but in their career as they progressed through and became successful so all of it combined together really it's the the people that uh, I enjoy so much about this university Uh, I'm not originally from the area as I mentioned I grew up in Georgia and went to Florida State and when I moved here I really didn't know anybody in the area Mm -hmm. uh, and no no connection to the area but very quickly fell in love with this place Mm -hmm. and that I can point to just people uh, by saying you know the the admin building's nice the dockery building's nice Ward Edwards those things but really the people make all the difference here at this university Mm -hmm. and so that's what I I very thoroughly enjoy about being president for the University of Central Missouri Mm. okay uh, what are some of the challenges that you face as as the president? Yeah, so no shortage of challenges, unfortunately, with higher education. And I doubt you'll ever find a president from any era that said, oh, it was so easy when I was president because right. nothing was really going on. 
this day and age, we, we really divide our challenges out into two pieces, two components. One is the external environment, one's the internal environment. So from an external environment, uh, one of our biggest challenges right now is this constant questioning of whether higher education is worth it. Mm-hmm. Is it worth getting a college or a university degree these days? And a lot of people are saying it's not, but that ignores reality. Uh, so as president, I can tell you that I don't think everyone should go to a university or to a college. Right. Uh, but if someone wants to go to a college or university, they should, they should have that opportunity to try to earn mm-hmm. a degree. So access is critical for us, but also countering this narrative that, yeah, college and university degrees aren't valuable anymore. They very much are. We know that any number of ways you measure that, whether that's quality of life, how long you live, how mm-hmm. healthy you are, the earnings that you have uh, in your career, all of those are much greater for individuals who've earned university degrees. And that's, again, not to say that you can't be successful without right, one. Right, obviously. But we know that the the value proposition is certainly there for a university mm-hmm. degree. So countering that narrative and showing that, yes, it is valuable to get a, a university degree, and then showing specifically a University of Central Missouri degree makes a difference for you. Mm-hmm whether that's cost factor, earnings profile, or just quality of living. So that's our biggest external challenge that we're seeing. And and related to that, to some extent, is politics and how those enter into university education these days and uh, how independent we should be. We are a public university, which means the state of Missouri and the taxpayers support us Mm -hmm. and provide about 35% of our budget. So we do have to answer to the legislature and our our constituents Mm -hmm. who are the taxpayers. But at the same time, how much uh, autonomy should we have to determine what appropriate curriculum is an appropriate education versus uh, others dictating to us what that should be. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of politics and political environment now we navigate as part of the external environment. Internally, just specific to the University of Central Missouri, mm-hmm. one of our bigger challenges is probably the need to make additional investments in our infrastructure. We do uh, have right. an older campus. Uh, we are 152 years old as a university, mm-hmm. uh, and some of our buildings are well over 100 years old. And so needing to make that constant investment in our facilities to mm-hmm. ensure they're up to date. And that includes our housing inventory as well. Right. So we just unveiled a master plan back in April to our board, uh, about a year-long uh, effort in creating this new master plan. And so what you'll see moving forward are some elements of attention to that master plan, which would be our facilities mm-hmm. and our infrastructure. Uh, so so those are probably our, our biggest challenges, external and internal, mm-hmm. that we'll be focused on in the, the coming years. Yeah. As far as... um. Uh, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. I've definitely noticed that. Like some of the buildings are definitely older than others. Like, yep. like Ward Edwards is clearly newer than than, for example, Martin mm-hmm. or something like that. Yes. Um, but ov- overall, I think you're actually doing a pretty good job. Well, thank you for at that. Because because it definitely it definitely seems like we're at least we're getting there. We're on the track. Mm-hmm. Like we can't expect to have it all done within a year or something crazy like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. And to be fair, COVID did slow us down a bit with oh, supply sure, chain yeah. issues. Absolutely. And suddenly it was very difficult to find uh, work, hmm. uh, to <laughs> people to work to get things done. Yeah, for sure. And contractors, but then the, the materials weren't even available. So mm-hmm. we were slowed down a couple of years by what happened through the pandemic. Uh, but realistically, I appreciate your, your noticing that we have made some intentional effort to improve some of our facilities mm-hmm. over the last few years and made a lot of investments. We've been fortunate mm-hmm. that the state of Missouri has provided funds to us as well. Uh, we're on the cusp of shutting down the Humphreys building and turning that over mm-hmm. to a construction firm to do a major renovation there, which will take about a year and a half, mm-hmm. most likely. And that's about a $40 million project. So Humphreys will right. be uh, brand spanking new, as it were, to be an older building. And uh, we have some other 
projects behind that that will come mm-hmm. online as soon as Humphrey starts wrapping up. And some of that will be related to our housing inventory, some to main campus buildings, mm-hmm. and some to some of our auxiliary-related re- buildings. Uh, we're in the process of building a new um, golf uh, center out at Pertle Springs. Right. We're about to renovate our football office suites. Uh, we just wrapped up the new terminal and education center out at the Skyhaven Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff that's in, in process that's smaller in nature, and then we'll have some bigger mm-hmm. stuff as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Getting that, getting kind of everything in, improved on campus. It's always good to see that there's those improvements being made. Yeah, and it's, uh, as I said, it's a lot of work and it's inconvenient while it's happening, mm-hmm. but the outcome is certainly a positive. And uh, we are focused on that because, again, at the end of the day, our faculty, staff, and students deserve the most modern and update, right. up-to-date facilities that we can provide. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more Voices of UCM, brought to you by Rise Community Services. That's the sound of a door slamming in your face. That's the sound heard by many individuals living with a disability. But it doesn't have to be. Rise Community Services is committed to opening doors, not closing them. We believe that each person deserves a life that is full of hope and empowered by self-choice. If you or a loved one need help, please visit watchusrise.org. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Voices of UCM, brought to you by RISE Community Services. Today, we sat down with UCM President Roger Best. We continue our discussion by talking about his experiences working at UCM for almost 30 years. Um, so do you think you're, I was noticing, I was looking at like reading your biography on the UCM website and you've been, you've been, you said you've been here since the nineties and you've been in multiple different positions. Do you think that's, um, helped you kind of get a better understanding of different parts of campus? It certainly provides a a very good perspective on why everything is the way it is, at least from the Mm -hmm. last 25 plus years. Uh, when we start thinking about decisions, uh, and I'm very cognizant that the decisions that I make have long-lasting impact for the mm-hmm. university, it's very helpful to have that frame of reference. So history, tradition, understanding the why of where we are today makes a big difference in how we frame the decisions going forward. Uh, so mm-hmm. we do have to change with the times. We have to do things differently uh, based on what our students today are interested in and need. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't mean we can just we have to throw out all of our traditions and history and legacy right. and, and change everything for the sake of change. So that really creates that kind of perspective. Helps me understand the value that individuals bring. Uh, so I, uh, fortunately, a lot of the colleagues that I have here on campus, we've worked together a really long time, mm-hmm. and that allows me to understand their viewpoints and perspectives without trying to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really does help quite a bit. And uh, we're uh, in the process of doing a mock visit for our accreditation right now and just you know looking through the accreditation report. It's almost an easy exercise for me because I recognize immediately not only where we are today, but what the path was to get us here. Mm. And so that uh, helps me provide to external visitors, even current students and Mm -hmm. new faculty and staff, the context of this university and why it's important to always understand that context. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so amid all, all of your meetings and stuff, how yes. do you end up maintaining connections with uh, all of our different departments? Because we have just tons and tons of different degree options. So yep. I'm wondering how you – do you have like a time specific time to like touch base with each of them or – have to do so intentionally, uh, and that's one of the bigger challenges of this position. We have well over a thousand employees at the university, so faculty right. and staff, and that's full time. That's not even including our part time right. faculty and staff. And as I mentioned, we have almost thirteen thousand students, mm-hmm. and that's across two primary campuses, uh, one here in Warrensburg and, and one in Lee Summit. Right. But we also offer courses at Whiteman Air Force Base and then fully online. So mm-hmm. we have programs that where students never come to the campus. So trying to maintain that connectivity to all of our faculty and staff and students is virtually impossible. So we try to do it mm-hmm. through um, the events and activities that I mentioned showing okay. up when uh, we have performances on campus. So we're mm-hmm. fortunate that there's always something going on on campus. So if you take a look mm-hmm. at the calendar, there's always activity. No, there's, there's always stuff going on. And yeah. so just showing up for that and, and hanging out with folks in a setting that's not about work. I and mean, this is mm. just about us enjoying our, our time here at the University of Central Missouri. So uh, that's one way I uh, try to maintain connectedness. But then there's some very intentional approaches. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities where I go in and, and speak uh, so general faculty meetings coming up. I go mm-hmm. to staff council and speak. I visit with student government association, okay. both leadership and individually. I uh, try to make sure that uh, and this year I'm going around and meeting with every academic department or school uh, mm-hmm. separately just to allow them to um, hear from me, but also let more importantly, let me hear from them mm-hmm. to know what's going on. And uh, my wife, Robin, and I, we, we try to do things like going to the residence halls to have lunch or dinner oh, so okay. that we can see students there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not in a and it, not an intentional way to invite students to our table, but just if they see us there, they can ask us questions or say hello. Right. Uh, and just realize that we're hanging out, just trying to ensure that the experience they're having is a good mm-hmm. one. So the connectivity is the most difficult part because then you throw on top of that, we have – it's very critical that we maintain connection with our alumni and supporters. Mm-hmm. And so then when you throw that layer in there too that's as well, even, how do we maintain that connectedness with all of our external constituents? Mm. Uh, that's the most challenging part of the position, truthfully. And yeah. yet at the same time, the connection with people, which I've mentioned earlier, is mm-hmm. the most rewarding part. So to some extent, mm-hmm. even though it's a challenge, it's so rewarding to be able to make those connections and stay in touch with folks that we try to do our best to, to do that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of balance each other out, like the yes. the challenge of it and then the reward of it kind of. Exactly. Yep. It makes sense that they're on that equal level. Yes. You get equally amount of challenge and then the equal amount of reward from it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, right. the outcome is worth the effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think the most important contribution uh, – what do you think the most? What, what do you think is the most one that you've made personally to UCM in my career here? In my career, yes. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I, sh- I should have said in career. I don't know why I said personally. But. No, no, no. <laughs> so that that's so hard to conceptualize for me because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a I'm not a big trophy kind of guy or marker okay. kind of guy or milestones kind of guy. I recognize that things have happened at the university during my time here that mm-hmm. I may have had some part of and some part in helping facilitate. Uh, but realistically, uh, I, I I think history may judge uh, at the end of the day what the mm. 
uh, important contribution might have been, or whether most important or some importance. Um, I, I can tell you that some of the most rewarding experiences that I've had are when I was a faculty member instructing classes and then having students come back as alumni and point out to me that um, that my class, they learned a lot from my class mm-hmm. or learned a lot from me, and some advice I gave them helped them in their career path. So mm-hmm. there are things like that that I will always take with me as, um, as incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, I, I try not to, to do those milestone kinds of things too much because okay. I think it's easy to, to get caught up in thinking that uh, my my efforts were the primary versus some, so many other people. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned earlier, none of what we do happens without a big team of folks really jumping in and doing a lot of work. And so many of them don't get the attention for the, the positive attention they should mm-hmm. for the work that they do. And so uh, I, I'm hopeful that when all said and done, when I'm not president anymore, that we can look mm. back and say there were some great things that happened at the university during my tenure, uh, and even beyond that in my other positions. Mm. But uh, truthfully, it's uh, I, I don't need a plaque on the wall. It's mm. uh, just want the the university to be better after I leave than it was when mm. when I came. So that's my ultimate goal. Mm. I like that. Oh, thank you. I like I like that a lot. Um, I think that's an important quality to have as as someone in like a presidential position at like a university or something like that, having that um, kind of uh, humble humbleness to yourself to where you can realize, hey, it's not just me working on all these things. It's, it's everyone else um, yeah. and I, and I appreciate your saying, yeah, thank you for saying that. And it really is, um, maybe it was uh, how I was raised, but you know, I was raised not to, to promote myself over others. And so I, yeah. I just appreciate that others are, are willing to, be engaged in this great work that we do together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I also am that kind of guy to where I don't really, I don't really need a plaque, I don't really need a trophy, yeah. and I and that sort of um, hinders me because I don't like promoting myself either. Yes. And so that kind of, that that's going to be something I have to overcome, especially in like the digital media field, where that's a very important part of it. So. Yeah, it really is, and that, I will say from a student perspective, that is it is challenging because to some extent uh, we want you to have great work that work ethic and work hard and, and not right. not do it for the, the trophies, but do it because of the satisfaction you gain from mm-hmm. the, the effort itself and the outcome. But because of competitive job environments and, mm-hmm. and those things, you do have to be a little bit of a self-promoter right. and point out things that uh, you are capable of doing. And to some extent, that's uh, you have to overcome that. I'm not bragging here. I'm just pointing out some things I've been able to do and what I'm capable mm-hmm. of bringing to an organization. That's what I've been really fortunate that my career progression has been here at the university because I've not had to do a lot of that. Mm. Uh, I did have to apply for the dean job that I had. Uh, It was a national search. Um, The board of governors did ask me to do an interview process with them before Mm -hmm. they appointed me as president. So I had to point out some things, but uh, I've been fortunate that I've been able to just do my job Mm. and, and work here at the university and people recognize what I'm trying to do versus having to List it out and 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 uh, stand stand in the quad and and shout about it. So mm. uh, I've been very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that you haven't had to do that too much because yeah. it's definitely a lot for me to handle at some points. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But you know, our officer career and life design, uh, they will do a great job of helping you frame. Yeah, right, I was definitely and considering going over there. The, the, I would recommend it to all of our students and go early, right? So that mm-hmm. you don't have to wait until your junior, senior, getting ready to go out on the market or even looking at an internship. Go if you're a first time, first year student or your freshman, mm-hmm. sophomore, go on over and they'll start getting you in the process and helping mm-hmm. you understand how to position your resume, how to position your skill set so that you are attractive 
attractive to those potential employers, mm-hmm. or even to if you're thinking about graduate school, you know, work with your faculty and think and help them uh, have them help you understand the uh, types of universities that would be good for you. If you're not going to come here for a graduate degree, where would you go, mm-hmm. and what types of programs should you look for? So we have so many people who are willing to help, and uh, getting that process started early is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about, I guess this, this is kind of similar to, it's not as specific as the previous question, but mm-hmm. how do you feel about your, how do you feel about your overall tenure here at UCM? Yeah, so I've been so, uh, and I said this earlier, but so blessed to have been here my entire career that, uh, so I feel great about the opportunities that were provided to me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's a bit, a bit unusual. Uh, and that's something that we need to continue to re- reinforce here at the university, that if you are here, there's opportunity here. You mm-hmm. don't have to go somewhere else to find that opportunity. Uh, so, uh, again, others will judge uh, what my time was really like here. Right. Uh, but I've certainly uh, felt very positive about my experience. And uh, given my lack of connectivity to the area or the university when I first moved here, certainly mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have felt that level of support or the this, the nature of this institution being the type of institution I would want to serve, uh, then I certainly would have left. And, right. and so that just being here uh, for 28 plus years is uh, to me a testament to the type of university setting that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to me and my grit or fortitude or resilience, but the supportive nature of all of those around me. Mm. Okay, cool. Stay tuned for more after this break. Voices of UCM is sponsored by Rise Community Services. Every minute, there are six children born in the U.S., and one of them will be born with a developmental disability. RISE Community Services believes that an individual's potential doesn't vanish simply because they were born with a unique set of challenges. We believe that each person deserves a life full of hope and empowered by self-choice. If you or a loved one need help, please visit watchusrise.org. Hey, everybody. Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. You're listening to Voices of UCM. Sponsored by Rise Community Services. Today, we sat down with UCM President Roger Best. We finished our talk by discussing his thoughts on the semester and his plans for the future of UCM. Goddamn. So how do you think um, the semester has gone so far? So far, you think so it's, far been... it's gone fast, right? It's, it's <laughs> definitely been fast, yeah, for sure. So that's the, the interesting thing. It, uh, it starts and suddenly it's, it's at an end. And we've had a very positive semester. I mentioned our enrollment uh, that... 12788 represents almost a 10% increase over last fall. Oh, dang, yeah. uh, we have been in a cycle where our spring semesters have been a little bit larger than our fall semesters in terms mm-hmm. of enrollment. Uh, so we've had five consecutive semesters of growth now, mm-hmm. and uh, this is our highest enrollment in six and a half years. Oh, so I feel good. very positive about the energy we're seeing among our students coming in the door. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we graduated 3,975 students last year. Oh, so, right. uh, you know, just coming into this semester, being able to say, hey, you know, keep it up. You're going to be able to graduate and get a great mm-hmm. degree here. And we've seen a lot of engagement from our alumni, uh, we, which we love to see. And uh, that whether through what we call our Mule Nation events. So if mm-hmm. you are an alum, you're part of Mule Nation. And uh, we've had some uh, events all across the, the country the, this semester, and we've seen a lot of turnout for those. But even on campus, we're seeing a lot of people come back. Um, our homecoming parade, uh, there were more people there than I've ever seen at a homecoming it's, parade. It certainly seemed like there was a – like I was I was there, and there, it seemed like there was a ton of people there in general. Busy, I haven't I haven't gone to any of the other – I hadn't had a chance to go last year, but yeah. this year it was a, there was a ton of people there. And it was fantastic to see that, and mm-hmm. uh, we've started something called Party in the Park, which is in Selmo Park where a yeah, band is that. playing kind of – before the parade and after the parade, before mm-hmm. the football game, we had over 12,000 people attend the football game. 12,000? So, yeah, it's uh, wow. one of our biggest crowds. And so it's really nice to see mm-hmm. uh, that level of energy and excitement on campus about the University of Central Missouri. So mm-hmm. I feel really good about the semester. Uh, again, always some challenges, you know, when we look at the external right. environment, whether what's happening with uh, within Israel and Gaza, mm-hmm. uh, that's always, you know, a challenge that we want to keep an eye on, um, mm-hmm. whether the continuing war with Ukraine and Russia, and so all of those types of global events and activities we want to yeah. keep our eye on. But uh, local to UCM, Warrensburg area, Johnson County, and our Lee Summit facility, things have been very positive this right. semester. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Because yeah. I've, I've certainly felt very highly about this, this semester in general. Because I've, 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 I've heard a ton of things like, oh, a ton of people are showing up, enrollments up and stuff, and I'm, I'm glad to see that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, we, we're hopeful that uh, that's happening, not just because we have great marketing and branding, but mm. because, again, that value proposition. At the end of the day, I recognize when I go to UCM, I'm going to have a great experience while right. I'm there. But there's going to be a, a positive outcome when all is said and done mm-hmm. that's lifelong beneficial. And I think another thing, at least with increased enrollment, I think we're we're pretty much out of, like, the pandemic mm-hmm. um COVID days, and I think a lot more people are more comfortable with physically coming in, going to college, because at net they've they've kind of figured out what they what they want to do at at this point, and I think we're seeing the um, the results of that. I, and I agree. It, you know, it's we've kind of gotten used to what it means for COVID to be with us and around mm-hmm. us. And uh, knowing that we can do things safely and and still mm-hmm. enjoy a very traditional experience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are some of your plans uh, for the future as president? Yeah, so starting next semester, even we have our ten-year accreditation visit. So our oh, higher okay. learning uh, commission is our accrediting body for the institution. That's a huge deal for campus. Mm. So if you're a student, you'll have opportunity to go out and uh, meet with the visit teams. That's in the uh, mm. middle of March. We'll get a lot of uh, publicity about that in the next mm. semester. Uh, we anticipate another busy semester, with whether it's sports or the different events and activities that mm-hmm. our department sponsor, our theater production will have a whole spring schedule. Mm-hmm. Our, um, our various music productions, they will have a whole spring semester of events Obviously, and activities. Yeah. And so we expect another busy but very good spring semester. And as we start looking beyond that, there's some bigger priorities that we have to be thinking about. I mentioned mm-hmm. the master plan, so we have to keep making right. progress on our facilities and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. The uh, And uh, here, here's a, a big hint to mm-hmm. – well, I'll just tell you all right. Not <laughs> even a hint. So we're working on a new marketing campaign, so mm-hmm. we expect to roll that out in the spring. Uh, right. we've, we've had a lot of background work that's been done on that, including input from students, faculty, and staff. Yeah, I remember yeah, I, so I filled out that survey you got a, a survey. month ago. Yeah, yeah thank you for filling that out. And so that input has really shaped our next marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. 
So we expect to roll that out the first of the year, mm. and you'll see big media blitz on all of that and our, our right. forming of the marketing campaign around the new messaging that we have. Mm. Um, and so as we start thinking beyond even the spring semester and that immediacy, uh, there are a couple of big issues. I mentioned infrastructure already that we'll keep an eye on and, and work mm-hmm. towards. But then a, a, another one that we're working hard towards in the background is this notion of artificial intelligence. Oh, right. And yeah, in, for in sure. extended reality mm-hmm. and how those pair together to change your educational experience. Right. Uh, and there are many facets to that. One is, you know, as a faculty member, how do I use artificial intelligence or extended reality in my classrooms to improve learning? Mm-hmm. Uh, as, from a student perspective, what tools and techniques do you need to be learning to mm-hmm. be effective in whatever your career path might be or, or if you're, your future educational might mm-hmm. be? Um, and then from a business perspective, you know, how does that change the nature of how we do business as mm-hmm. a university? So all three facets of that uh, notion of AI and ex- what we call XR, extended reality, mm-hmm. uh, which is really augmented reality, virtual reality. Right, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the combination of those. The combination yeah. of that. Uh, so when you think about how that's going to change who we are and what we do, it's mm-hmm. very substantial. Right. So we have a lot of people who are, are engaged in that conversation already mm-hmm. in the background, whether faculty or staff. And leadership certainly has been talking a lot about that. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's more the long-run horizon for what's going to happen at the University of Central Missouri. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see how AI is going to change the landscape because even in just digital media there's a lot of questions on on ethics of oh, yeah. of of training it and stuff so it'll be interesting to see where exactly that goes and exactly yeah. what exactly happens with that and you know we often default over to the negative consequences of change in technology right and, you know if you start looking at recent history even the industrial revolution mm-hmm. there's a huge concern that uh, the mechanization would put so many people out of work because you don't need as much labor mm-hmm. but it just transitions right so it just slightly changes yeah, yeah so you change over to uh, and as people um, roll out of the workforce because they retire and stuff uh, the next generation of workforce they adapt to whatever is needed in the workforce at mm-hmm. that point so so yeah things will transition and change but it, it's right. usually a very positive thing for society and you think mm-hmm. about what we have today and have access to today in society that's all because of improvements in technology and mechanization mm-hmm. and all those things so I think there are a lot of positives that are on the horizon out there that uh, it'll transform our world and such positive ways that we can't really fully envision it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fortunately, your generation, uh, you'll get to see a lot of that. I and hope so, be, yeah. be leaders mm-hmm. within that. Uh, so I have some uh, a little bit of jealousy about that. <laughs> uh, but we do look forward to our, doing our part here at the university in mm-hmm. that regard. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is kind of um, separate from UCM, but I yeah. also noticed on the on your biography there's um, quite a few different other, like, organizations that you're yeah. a very major part of, like a board of director on like the Kansas City Area Development Council, mm-hmm. um, like for Kansas City PBS, yes. stuff like that. It was like five or six of those. Yeah. So how do you end up finding the time for those among all the other university stuff that you yeah, have to do? That, that's part of the, the balance too and the challenge because it's critical from the university perspective that we are engaged in stuff outside of the university because that really helps carry the brand message that we have and Mm -hmm. the the value proposition that we have as a university and let people know, particularly in the Kansas City area, but even beyond who we are and how we do things. Mm -hmm. And I I tell people we're in the people business, right? Right. So whether that's student to, to professor or student to administration or 
the administration being out and letting our constituencies, future employers, all those uh, sorts mm-hmm. of constituencies, see who we are and what, how we do things to attract right. them to this university. Uh, it's all about being involved with, with individuals. And so I, I need to do my part in that and, mm-hmm. and hopefully provide some leadership within those organizations. Uh, but you're, you're right. Timing is, is always difficult, particularly mm. since most of these organizations are in the Kansas City metro. Right. And now uh, we're all back in person. And so mm-hmm. Zoom is very limited in that regard. So we're usually there in person. There have been days right. where I would uh, have a dinner in Kansas City in the evening, just spend the night in Kansas City, have a 7.30 a.m. board meeting the next mm-hmm. morning, and then swing by our Lee Summit facility and, and do some oh, meetings right. there to, to catch up with folks. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just a matter of logistics and timing. And a big shout-out to Kristen Plummer, who's the admin assistant for the Office of the president who mm-hmm. manages my calendar uh, she just kind of handles all those logistics in the mm-hmm. background for me and make sure that it all works from a, a schedule and flow perspective and mm-hmm. travel time is built into that but it's uh, not an easy thing to do and i probably for don't sure. get as much sleep as i should or hmm. probably don't spend as much time uh, on recreational activities as i should but it's all important work and that i like to be a part of mm. well then that's that's more important than than some other things, but but I think you find joy in some of that, right? I think so if you're the, if you're enjoying it, then the, yeah, that's the key. Obviously, and if if you're if you don't find joy in those things that you get to do in this role, then you shouldn't do this, right? It's right. There, there are things you should do different mm-hmm. than this, and and your life will be much happier. So, uh, so I do find joy in uh, that level of service and being mm-hmm. able to engage with others. So, and in, in that way, it is kind of like a recreational activity, almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it's similar to that, right? It's uh, mm-hmm. not, I, I dress a little more formally than I might recreationally, right? But it's, yeah, uh, but, but it is, but you. Sort of but you enjoy it, and that's yeah, exactly. that's the important part there. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So speaking of recreation, I think it'd yeah. be it's interesting to end off the show of what are some things you like to do outside of work. Yeah, so not a lot of time outside of work, unfortunately. The probably right. the the most the thing I enjoy the most is spending time with my wife, wife Robin, and our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have six grandchildren, uh, so uh, two daughters. And it's such a joy to just spend time with family. Robin and I individually, uh, we like to binge watch stuff whenever we have the time. Uh-huh. Uh, just name whatever the show is, and we'll, we'll try to binge watch it and, mm-hmm. and uh, spend that time with each other. Right. We like to travel some when we get a chance. A little bit tricky because there's a lot of travel involved with my work as president. Right. So a lot of times Robin gets to come along with me, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we just kind of buy her plane ticket uh, out of my pocket and, mm-hmm. and try to get her along there too. But uh, we do like to do a little travel on our own and, and do some vacations here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, a lot of that is just trying to find as much time as I can to spend with family, whether that's actually here as part of the work that I do and, and mm-hmm. being on campus for events and activities or uh, separate from that, uh, just hanging out with, with those guys. And uh, they, they really bring things back into perspective. And uh, especially the grandchildren, uh, they, they range in age from 6 to 14, mm. and they always have great perspectives on things. And right. uh, they you know, conceptualize things way different than I do, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to hear their perspectives and uh, the questions that they ask and, and how they put in perspective what I do as mm-hmm. president for the <laughs> university. So that's uh, one of the biggest joys of my life. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely interesting seeing perspectives of, of younger people in general, like under – like a certain age, it, they always it, they always have different ideas, and it's always super interesting to learn from from them because you wouldn't think that they necessarily have those different and developed ideas, but they they do. And I think they I think do. that's something about society that's very interesting to me is that like their thoughts aren't really valued as much as adults. Yeah, and it's a bit odd to me. I think the other thing to watch out for too is that they're always listening. Right? So That's no true, matter yeah. what you're saying, mm-hmm. they may appear to be not paying attention unless you need them to pick up the room or something, and then they're not listening at all. <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> otherwise, they're hearing everything you say. And so 
the ability to be positive around them or mm-hmm. say uh, encouraging things that is not directed to them, but it's indirect so that you know they're hearing it. And mm-hmm. so they, they get that positive feedback and encouragement as individuals and grow into these amazing human beings that mm-hmm. they turn out to be. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it is often we ignore what, where kids are and what they have to say, but in reality, they add so much value to, to right. our life. So For sure, definitely. All right, um, that's gonna be that's gonna be it for the show. I really appreciate you you taking the time out of your your I imagine very busy schedule to come on the show. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. This has been Voices of UCM, sponsored by Rise Community Services. Be sure to tune in next week at 7 p.m. on Wednesday and Saturday. You can listen to the show at UCMBeat.com on either the live feed or at any time by going to the Shows tab and finding the Voices of UCM tab. The show is also available on Spotify. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew Zellner, and we'll talk again next time on Voices of UCM. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.